I do believe that Gen Z um, is on track to being more accepting. And I'm interested in seeing, and I have hope that we will take that acceptance and actually use it for good. I, I have hope for the future. I'm Kylie Phillips, and you're listening to Technically 200. Welcome to Technically 200, a podcast celebrating Black and Latina women breaking barriers in STEM and trailblazing paths for the next generation. Each week, you'll hear their inspiring stories, life lessons, and insights about how they're successfully navigating and changing STEM ecosystem. This podcast is powered by Code 2 College. We are back. It is Matt Stevenson, Technically 200 podcast. I am so excited for today. I'm always excited for this podcast, but in particular, I'm excited about our guest today. We are joined by Kylie Phillips. She is yet another legacy from our Vision 2024 initiative. Welcome, Kylie. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I was so excited when Lexi asked me, so I am, it was an honor to to talk about and be on this podcast, so I'm excited. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And I'd, I'd love to just start off to understand what got you up today? This podcast, I was honestly really excited. I got up exceptionally early, probably around seven or eight, um, to really just, I just guess, get my mind right and just prepare for this podcast. And I was so excited to talk about um, just what being a legacy has done and just overall code to college i would say has been a pinnacle in my love for stem and i just i just have to give it to you guys for helping me um grow and you guys honestly helped my my love for tech grow so well so it's you know it's it's interesting because the things have kind of come full circle in the Phillips family, because we actually first worked with your mom as a volunteer many years ago. And I, I remember her saying, you know, I should tell my daughter about Code to College and finding out that you actually were about to start school at one of the schools that we partner with. And so I'd love to hear one, a little bit more about how you came to know Code to College and and two, a little bit about how your mom's work and her role having worked in STEM influenced you even pursuing this type of an opportunity. So with STEM, I, I went through so many different stages of STEM. At first, I originally wanted to be a robotics engineer. And I had realized just going through experience and going through classes, I hated building, but the exposure and being around my mom and seeing her because she going to her speaking engagements and just being around other women in tech it put me in the position to really see where this future was going and I believe the future is tech so just being able to have the opportunity to uh, be exposed and my mom never pressured me into STEM. And I think that's a big part of the reason I fell in love with it so much is because I didn't 
feel any resistance towards it. And I went through so many careers. I wanted to be a plastic surgeon, a dentist, the president. I wanted to do so many things. So I think with my mom being in her position, but her allowing me to just grow um, really helped me. And with Kota College, I actually, I was taking a computer class and they had brought it up and I remember my mom saying that she had worked with you before. So I was like, well, this would be good. And I had saw that eventually internships, I was like, this is what I want to work towards. And this would just be fun because I saw that it was centered around people of color and just giving us opportunities. So that's originally how I got into it. But just my love for it, I would say started at home and just organically making it happen and be born. I, lo I love that you, I mean, you, you wanted to do absolutely everything. Plastic surgeon, from plastic surgeon to president and everything <laughs> in between. And, and I really, uh, I, I do appreciate hearing how it sounds like your mom wasn't pushing you towards any particular direction. Can you talk a little bit more about the impact of having of, of her parenting style or even both your parents parenting style and, and how that has influenced some of the decisions that you've made because you mentioned several different career options and pathways. So help me understand how that parenting style has influenced your your choices. Yes. Yeah, so along with my dad, he was very similar to my mom. They both allowed me to just grow and see what my interests are in myself. And they paid attention to that. So when I did start showing interest in tech, they would put me in computer classes and see how I would react to that or just really any activity. They noticed an interest that I had and see how it react. And however I grew out of it or I grew into it, they supported me. And with that, I just never felt a pressure to fall into a particular category or profession. And just not having that resistance, I believe really pushed me towards this direction. And with my mom, seeing her coworkers too, and seeing how she connects with her team, um, just the culture, it made me excited to see how tight-knit the community is in tech, even with my internships, how they, they're so close and they really care for each other. So I think that was another thing that I really enjoyed being exposed to and just my parents letting me grow. But, but this interest base is really uh self-driven and you are the one who's in the driver's seat and they're just supporting you with with those um those exploratory activities which i mean that's that's awesome to hear and it, I, I think it's just it's a really important lesson for not only parents to learn but i think adults to learn as well as to not push students towards any particular area one one other thing that I, I did get out of what you shared was how much the community has been behind you and how much seeing that there is a community that exists has drawn you towards the STEM fields. And so I was at Afrotech this past this past uh, November here in Austin, incredible event, uh, just tens of thousands 
of black professionals and technologists just descended on Austin. It was, it was a beautiful sight to see. And so would love to hear from you now that you've been in, in this community for a while yourself. Um, what do you, what have, what have been the benefits that you've realized from the community members that you've seen, not only from, you know, your mom and, and any family friends, but also from maybe code to college and volunteers that you've worked with. I would say just being comfortable with yourself and being comfortable with being inquisitive. I actually grew out of my fear of asking questions the most with interning and being in code to college rather than being in school. And I think that's just because they encourage you so much to really trial and error. And that's the only way um, you're going to improve. So I think that with what was so important to me and what I realized is they, we always hold each other up and it was never, um, we never let each other doubt ourselves, especially when we didn't know something. And I think that was the biggest thing that I realized was just how uplifting and encouraging they are, especially with improvement and wanting to know something and learn and growing. Can you talk to us about what that experience is? So what what exactly happens in the Vision 2024 program? How are you engaged? Who is engaging you? Walk us through that, please. So my mentor is Michaela. I originally, when I started, it was um, Annie. And then she's actually working at Apple, I believe. She's in college and she's working at Apple. And now I have Michaela and it's been so interesting. And this is what, um, going back to what I said earlier, seeing the connection and just having that tight-knit group and seeing Vision 2024 grow from where it was. And with Michaela and I, we really try to focus on helping each other. And we really make it a priority to see what each other needs. And that's what we focus on when we talk to each other. So I think that's a really important aspect of this program is that they really focus on what you need and how we can all help each other. And so how, what, what logistically, what is happening? How often are you meeting with, um, with, program members, mentors, what are you learning in that, in that program and that during that time? So we do have monthly one-on-ones and we do have workshops all together as well collectively, but Michaela and I actually, we try to meet once to twice a month and really just discuss um, our goals and where we're going. And with the workshops, we're able to really, that's another interesting thing, being able to come together, especially, although you have that one-on-one connection, you get to have that one-on-one connection with everybody else too. So the workshops are really interesting and being able to see what we all collectively learn from our mentors and then being able to share it with each other. So I think that those workshops are just as important as our one-on-one meetups with mentors. Uh, and what are what are you learning in those workshops? Uh, I've, I was speaking to um, Aubrey yesterday, 
and she was sharing something about there was a public speaking workshop is that right yep so we actually had a surgeon come and she was giving us insight on the medical field and that was really interesting i actually learned a lot from that with the experience and i've always been so curious about the time frame and what they look for in that field and her saying that they like people in tech or just people with different abilities was really interesting and not just so um, cold cut on one particular um, field in med. So, and another one that I really enjoyed was the software engineer portfolio and learning how to create that and the knowledge behind that and basically just personalizing it for ourselves. So I found that interesting as well. Just it's never the same with these workshops and we're always doing multi a multitude of things, but they all come together in like a way that is beneficial. It's, it's weird. They all like come together as one. That is fantastic that you're getting exposure to so many different fields. And I mean, I think that sound, I mean, Frankly, when you are um, when you're in high school, you're being asked to make a very difficult choice in making the transition to, from high school to college in terms of making a decision a, a, as to what you want to study, especially if you haven't really been exposed to many different industries. And so I think it's fantastic that you're learning about just a wide variety, even industries that you hadn't even considered being interested in, because now you can hopefully make much more informed decisions. I, I, in speaking of that, you know, software engineering and tech, you are, you have already completed two internships through Code to College. Can you tell us uh, a little bit more about what those were like? Which companies did you work for? What role did you occupy? What work did you do? Uh, because I think they were, they were quite different, right? Yes. So with my first internship, I worked at Casasa, and Casasa is basically a company that helps smaller banks compete with bigger banks. So they create technology and products to do such. So I worked in the data analytics field, which was interesting for me because that was my first time being exposed to another side of tech. Um, originally wanting to pursue software engineering, that was interesting because I actually realized that I wanted to do data analytics in the future because of this internship. So I worked on cryptocurrency findings and research for that, and basically just research a little bit on the employee, not, not the employees, I'm sorry, the users and what they look like and how the company could benefit with that information and what they could use with that. So my second internship, I worked at VMware and this was different because this was more on the software engineering side as well as the business side. So originally my first internship, I was exposed to a different technical side and this time it was the business side. So balancing those two projects at once really helped me see that not only do I like tech, but I like engaging in the business side of tech. So it's not just the technical aspect. I can actually talk to stakeholders and engage with them and see what they need. So that was really interesting and fun. 
And what I did with that, my technical project, I created a coding bundle generator, which is basically a service member generator that helped the employees get, get templates and projects so that they didn't have to manually go in and change and modify everything else. So my business aspect, I was able to work with different groups and create a portfolio and basically provide the user with services and just an idea of what they provide. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. And uh, you probably don't know this, but when I do when I do lunch and learns um, with companies to recruit volunteers to go to college, I actually talk about you. You know, I've got a photo of you and I talk about how you've progressed from, you know, you were a high school sophomore interning at a tech company and then returned, you know, the very next year to go to college to then intern after your junior year. Uh, you're going to end up having three internships under your belt before you even step foot on a college campus uh, as a student, which is just huge. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to know what are you, what are you thinking about um, for this upcoming summer? Because you, you know, you were at two different companies. Now you have an opportunity to be at a third during your high school career. What are you hoping to do and, and why? Right now, I'm really interested in cybersecurity. I see a lot of potential with cybersecurity and AI. I think um, AI is really progressing fast. And I think that's why it's so interesting to look at because of how much it's growing and how much it's just invading spaces I see with school from schools to just apps, everything. But particularly cybersecurity, because being able to see the ins and outs of how just, I would say the structure of tech, I, I'm interested in that and the security of tech because it's constant and you, it's hard to protect yourself. So I would, I would say that's just one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to. So, so I've got a lot of questions. So cybersecurity, what has been your, what has been your interaction with cybersecurity right now? So my mom works at Cloudflare. So seeing how that and seeing how she interacts with that, that has drawn my interest in it. And also doing research in classes. I did research um, on the career for my computer class at school. So that also drawn my interest and seeing just the the multitude of where it's at and you can you can do anything with cybersecurity so and everyone needs it everyone needs to be secure so why not join it that's for sure and you know it's uh it's one it's in an area where we continue to get asked do you have any students who can do cybersecurity? <laughs> and so we're 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 just starting to explore that as well. Um, you mentioned Chat GPT, or you, sorry, you mentioned AI. I'm mentioning Chat GPT. Yeah. Have you used Have you used Chat GPT? 
I have not used it, but that's what I was referring to when I was okay. saying the tools and stuff. I I was looking, I'm seeing that it's becoming a blessing and a curse in some ways. Are have your let me not ask you to out your friends, but <laughs> do you know of students who have been using Chat GPT? And if so, how have they been using it? Chat GPT, yes, I've been seeing it. It's just not even just students that I know, students all around have seen it online. Um, essays are a big one that particularly, particularly essays I'm seeing being done. People are using it to translate things, um, get answers to assignment. I mean, there's just a lot. There's really no restriction with chat GPT. And I think that's why it's becoming such a, it's having so much attention on it, especially in the education system. So it sounds like you might have some concerns about it yourself. You said it's a sort of a blessing and a curse, but what are, what are some of the things that you're concerned about with respect to chat GPT? I would just say people just taking advantage of it and just, eventually people are going to catch up to that technology and i think that's what people have to also understand um at the end of the day it's just going to keep evolving but we create the technology so we're also evolving and um i would just say just it could be reckless sometimes maybe with how people use chat yeah. Yeah. I, um, I myself have not touched it because I am, I am, I'm very cautious about what, I mean, you have to set up an account. Yeah. You have to go through a lot. They're getting your data. <laughs> like, you know, like I think a lot of people think, Oh, like it's free. Like this is fun. It's like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg said it a very long time ago, if you're not the customer, you're the product. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would love to understand what, what implication do you think that has on the rest of your academic journey and upcoming professional journey? Because the last three or four years have been um, really in flux between the pandemic, mm -hmm. I mean, 2020 really set things off for sure, but the pandemic post George Floyd, um, you know, the the we're here in Texas. So we were talking before about the big freeze of 2021, um, the state of we're in the Austin metro area. So just the state of tech and the tech workforce and our recession. So I'd love to understand what are some of the the concerns that you have because of all of the things that you've seen in, in your high school career, mm -hmm. right? And how is that impacting some of the decisions that you're looking to make in the future? So with AI in general, because I actually was thinking about this and just how much it would overtake roles. I was thinking about that a lot. And it just pushed me how I think about it is if you can't beat them, join them. So if I can't beat an AI, I'm going to create it. So I think the I, the biggest 
problem and I that we face is not knowing the limits and not knowing how much we can use and how much we should use and where to stop, I, I think is the biggest problem that we're going to face is when is enough enough and how much can we use AI for? How, how was it working? I, I'm just so, I think back to when I was in, and specifically we're talking about the internship and I think back to when I was 15 years old or 16 years old working 40 hours a week and not just working 40 hours a week because you were working from home. You know, mm -hmm. I think adults take this for granted that we're all remote workers, but I mean, that is a pretty significant shift, especially for someone who had you worked before your internship. That, that was so, your, so your first job, you were, <laughs> you were logging in from home, potentially in like your, your bedroom or your living room and reporting to work like from the comfort of your own home like how was that for you it made me fall in tech it made me fall in love with tech more i would say the circumstance of working from home was actually not as bad um as i thought it would be and i think that's just because the amount of activities that the companies had and being able to just connect so easily over um the internet and just really over anything, you could always get a hold of somebody. So I think that was never really an issue for me. And seeing as it was becoming so normalized already, I think that that just put some more, um, it put me at ease even more to know that I have to do it anyways. Do you think you were a little bit more prepared for it because you had been going to school virtually? Yes, I think that I would have been a way more scared had um, I quarantine. That's what I said. Quarantine was a blessing and a curse, somewhat. Well, obviously a curse because it was during a tragic time. But being able to connect with others yet still in that tragic time and come together was really interesting to see, and just being that getting used to that predicament. And being around, just getting used to that situation, I would say, yeah, it would have been difficult. What are you looking to do after high school? You're a high school senior now. What is next for, for Kylie? I think I asked myself that same question because tech is constantly changing. And it will never be the same and you have to evolve with it. So with that, last year I said I wanted to be a software engineer and this year I'm saying I want to be a data analyst, a software engineer and in cybersecurity. So I think it's just wherever the future takes me, I would say is my biggest pusher because tech is, there's always going to be a necessity for it. There's always going to be areas that I'm interested in. So it's so hard to choose right now. That's powerful. Your mindset is your circumstance. So it's all about the framing and, and how you how you perceive your current situation. I, I, I really like that. You know, I'm um, I'm really curious as somebody who is in Gen Z 
how are you thinking about just the state of the world right now? You know, the, you are currently 16, 17 years old, right? Um, for the last, I mean, for, uh, I mean, eight years out of your life, <laughs> uh, for eight years out of your life, we had a black president, mm-hmm. right? So, so the, so about the majority of your life, we had a, a black president, um, and went dramatically from there to, let's just call it a 180, right? <laughs> um, you've, you've now experienced or are about to experience a recession. Um, you have experienced, or you were at least see my math skills. You were, you were born during a global financial crisis. So you probably don't remember much about that, but there's, there's so much that has been in flux throughout your entire condensed, you know, 17 years on this earth. Just what is on your mind about the world and the, and the state of the state of affairs? I think with the amount of experience that Gen Z has had in our short time, I do have hope. And I seeing how open and how much we are evolving and accepting new um, ideas and just new ways of life from generation to generation and going back and seeing like the mindset at the time, I do have hope because I do believe that Gen Z um, is on track to being more accepting. And with that, as we grow older, I'm interested in seeing and I have hope that we will take that acceptance and actually use it for good and seeing how much all the things that have changed around us and what we will do with that. I I have hope for the future as we get older. As I watch my peers and I talk to my peers, I think that the future is bright. I, I don't know. I think we're in for a treat. We'll see. And so you are applying to colleges, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you applying to and why? Prairie View and Texas Southern. Those are my top two picks because I really want to go to HBCU. My mom was a product of HBCU, so I've seen what it creates. Um, and just being exposed to a lot of HBCU graduates, not even just my mom, but all of her friends and people that she works with. So just seeing Afrotech like my mom just telling me the experiences and just seeing how how much it creates greatness so and i would say just the comfort comfortability of knowing that it's for I, i'll be comfortable like i won't feel excluded and i would say that's the biggest thing my experience um and valuing the community as well. And that's why I'm very excited to go to HBCU. And so, and what are you thinking that you might major in? Computer science. Computer science. How's it going to impact you? The fact that you've already been doing this for years, like you will be three years deep in having interned in this, 
in this field. So like, what thoughts do you have in terms of how that will impact your, your experience at school? I think, well, you can never learn too much. So I don't think I will feel as if I know it all because I don't, and there's still so much I do have to learn, but knowing the knowledge that I have and anticipating what I'm going to experience, I think is going to be important for me and how um, my classes and just experiencing that, I would say my internships, like the experience I have, I can't just drop it. So I I'm going to be able to just continue to carry it. But I just don't, I won't take the knowledge that I learned from college for granted. I do think that I'll start still learn a lot. Can you talk about um, just when it comes to, I, I'm just coming back to the community and, and what that has meant for you. How, how do you see your relationship with your mother impacting you and your relationship with others? Um, and by the community that she's already part of and helping to foster, how is that something that you, you know, as you using your own words, how is it something that you are carrying in your career and in your professional journey? I've just being able to give people the opportunity, because I, I think that's the biggest thing that we lack is there's so much potential and so much talent, but it's just the opportunity that needs to be given. And I would just say carrying empathy and knowing um, people are trying and seeing um, how my mom got to where she's at. I can never judge somebody for their circumstances at the time. So I think that's a big thing that my mom has taught me and instilled in me is no matter where, where someone's at now, that that is not their end all be all. So helping people and pushing them is the biggest thing that I would say my mom has taught me from how she's parented me and helping me in this field. Can you, and can you say more about that when you say somebody's circumstances, like where they are right now, doesn't mean that that's where that they that's that does not translate to where they will be is there is there more you can share about that yes so with a little bit about my mom and just both my parents um growing up they both grew up in low income and they went through a lot to get to where they're at so and my mom struggled a lot especially not having the exposure to tech and giving her the, the ability was just giving her the opportunity was all she needed and I think that giving people a chance and exposing them and how do I put it I would just say your work ethic and just your mindset is really what will take you to where you want to be. And what what's going on around really doesn't matter as long as your focus. And I think that's the biggest thing, just 
your mindset is really your circumstance. And you really, you really have to take that and make what you want of it. What advice do you have for later generations? And, and what I mean by that is I was, I was in a, a working group um, not too long ago and we were talking about Gen Z and the office. For those who are listening, so anyone 10 to 27 right now is Gen Z, 28 to 42 is a millennial, and then 43 to 57 is Gen X. And then we don't need to talk about beyond that. Not that they're not relevant for anyone listening, but but what what are what are some lessons that you've learned that you can share as as advice or guidance to working with Gen Z? If you noticed any differences between um, sort of you um, and some of your older colleagues at work? Uh, I would say have grace with yourself and know that you are young and that you're, everyone is consistently growing and no one has it all figured out. And I think that was the biggest thing I had to learn, especially being so young and being in that space, um, feeling that almost imposter syndrome really is if I was ready. And so I would just say, allow yourself to grow. Do not pinpoint what you don't know and don't beat yourself up over it and just uh, just allow yourself to deteriorate because of what you're afraid you don't know. And imposter syndrome, I would say is the biggest thing that I face and I see that my um, colleagues face. So knowing that, like I said, just having grace with yourself is the biggest thing I would say, because you're always, there's always going to be something that you need to know. And there's always going to be something that you need to know. How about for the older generations, any advice for them in, in working with Gen Z? I would just say continue to be open-minded and seeing how um, we evolve and how just be patient, I would say. But my colleagues were actually, they're very open-minded and patient. So I would say the, the older generation I, I've noticed is becoming better with that too. I mean, you grew up with examples of black women in tech around you which is awesome which is fantastic and but it's also not the experience of everyone and so what do you think someone who is in your position you know very much like a kylie but does not have these these incredible role models surrounding them what can they do to find their path and and find folks to model themselves after? So I would, I would say really try to find those communities because they're always out there and there's always going to be someone who is in your same predicament and that needs that same support. So if anything, I would just say, even try focus on making your own community and finding people who are in your position, but 
I would really um, just say continue to just don't let anything stop you. I would, I would, that's the biggest thing. Just don't let anything stop you. Don't let um, what you're not exposed to stop from what you, what you have right now and what you know right now and take what you know right now and use it. So. Fantastic. Kylie, thank you so much for giving us some of your some of your day on a snow day. Well, the <laughs> Texas version of a snow day. Ice day. An ice day. I shouldn't even say a Texas version of a snow day because we legit get snow these days. So, <laughs> so, uh, but thank you so much for your time and for the, just the, the really insightful words. I mean, there's so much that I learned today and, and I'm sure that our audience learned today as well. And uh, as, as, especially just you know it's okay to avoid chat gpt like, <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much can't wait to reconnect with oh, you soon i enjoyed this so much thank you thank you thanks for joining us for another episode of technically 200 you can find more episodes like this one on technically200.com or wherever you get your podcasts we'll see you next time